What's up, everybody? Welcome back to my channel. It's time for a recap of the season finale of Teen Mom 2 Season 8. The episode kicks off with us returning to the scene of the crime. Remember, Janelle had detailed someone who uh, break-checked her all the way to his house and then pulled out a gun on him. And then on her way back uh, to a meetup point to exchange Jace with um, her mom, Barbara, she was pulled over by the police who the person had called on her. And so Jace was on the phone with his mom, Barbara, about the whole situation. And he... Uh, hangs up the phone with her as Janelle is coming back and Janelle drives him back to the, dr the drop-off point which is some sort of gas station parking lot and shows off the damage to the car to Barbara and Janelle seemed like hella excited about it she's like check out the back now check out the front it was kind of like you never want to talk to Barbara but now that it's all about you 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 you're like you know super excited to get her opinion on everything okay whatever and so Barbara asked Janelle did you pull out a gun on this guy like why would you do that and Janelle's like no I didn't and she immediately uh, scolds Jace for telling his mom the truth. She looked at him with extreme anger like she was ready to beat that ass. She's like, Jace, why would you lie and say I pulled out a gun? I did not pull out a gun. What are you talking about? And poor Jace was confused because he literally just witnessed this traumatic scene go down and his own mom is throwing him under the bus and gaslighting him, it, it, you know, and making him seem like a complete liar and looking like she wants to attack him just for telling the truth. Like, it's crazy. Janelle does not look at this child as if he were her child. Like this is like a big sister, um, you know, lying about something that she did in order to get her little brother in trouble and get herself out of trouble as well in the meantime. You know, like it was just so bizarre. But again, this is Janelle. Janelle is no kind of mother to this child or, you know, practically any of her children, if we're gonna be honest here. She then pulls out a fake gun in the hopes of tricking Barbara into thinking that that's what Jace meant. She's like, oh, this is this Nerf gun type thing that Jace got, um, it's broken, blah, blah, blah. Take it, take it, take it. Um, so as they leave the parking lot, Barbara tells Janelle not to follow people anymore. And Janelle says, she is protected at all times hmm with what maybe a gun a gun that you pulled out that we're gonna see in the in the season of teen mom 2 it's, it's almost as if janelle is either extremely delusional to the point where like she needs medical attention for it or um, she thought that this was not going to make it to air. She thought that she could strong arm MTV into not airing what just happened. And <laughs> turns out that MTV has more power than Janelle thinks she has. And also I was so happy to see Barbara tell Janelle to keep Jace in the back of the car like she should, uh, you know, so that he doesn't hit his head on the dashboard whenever these sorts of things go down. Because trust and believe this is probably not the last time Janelle gets into a road rage situation. Meanwhile, in Chelsea land, she receives word that Adam shared a selfie of himself with Aubrey on social media when he's not supposed to be around her outside of a supervised visitation center. So both she and Cole are extremely pissed off at Adam's parents for going behind their backs and letting Adam see Aubrey. Remember, these people don't even believe that Adam has a drug addiction despite all of the arrests and failed drug tests. So they have every right in the world to be extremely, extremely concerned for Aubrey's safety, like around them as well. Back in Miami, where Rihanna is recovering from her like second round of butt surgery, she confronts her mom about confronting Javi in the apartment. She's like, Javi hasn't been speaking to me since you came and like, you know, dragged him basically. And um, she, she's really upset about the whole situation. Roxanne's like, what, you want me to apologize? Because if I do, tell him to get his back up uh, and tell him to get his ass back here he absolutely will and Brianna's like no like it's too late you don't just bombard 
<laughs> she literally said bombard. You don't just bombard people like that, Roxanne. And then Roxanne's like, well, you don't just bombard people um, at the doctor's office like that either. Like what he did to you was wrong. He started this whole situation and Brianna, you know, pretty much agrees because it is quite true. Moving back over to uh, Barbara's world, she calls Nathan shaken up about the gun incident. And she says, what if the guy shot Janelle and the bullet went through both of them or just hit Jace? Both she and Nathan agree that Janelle is some sort of a maniac and they say they've got to get the kids out of that house. And I was absolutely cheering through the screen. But at the same time, I was really sad for Janelle's daughter, Ensley. Remember, um, Barbara could go ahead and stop Janelle from visiting Jace. Remember, Jace is Barbara's son at this point and Janelle just gets visitation to him. So she can stop that. And then Nathan can rescue Kaiser from David's abuse. Guys, I don't think Nathan is a fit parent either, you know? So like, it's nice that Kaiser's gonna be rescued from physical abuse, but is Nathan an ideal parent? No, but at the same time, it's nice. I'm happy for that. But Ensley, neither of them have the rights to Ensley. So Ensley would just be stuck there, like on the land in the middle of nowhere, um, you know, witnessing all of these traumatic things without anyone to intervene on her behalf. So it's like a bittersweet moment there. Next up, Leah and her daughter, Allie, are in Ohio to see Dr. Tsao. And Corey calls and tells her that the school is not dropping Allie's aid. Like the principal previously led Leah to believe that it was happening like almost immediately so he's like they're gonna keep her but through the end of the year and then next year is when they want to drop her and then Leah's like well you know what we're gonna have to talk to our lawyers about this because the school could be held liable if something happens to Allie because she doesn't have an aid. She then talks to Dr. Sao about Allie's issues and Dr. Sao considers Allie's strength to be quite good which is amazing news for us. Before we head back over to Chelsea's world where she is at her mom Mary's heavily heavily decorated home to talk about Adam being at his parents home for Aubrey's visitation. She says that she got her lawyer to draw up a letter to uh, mail over to Adam's parents about having to take them to court if they continue to violate the order. Meanwhile in Miami, Brianna's ex-boyfriend Dre comes down to help her out with her surgery now that Javi's gone and her nurse um, insurance has run up and uh, Brianna lets him know that she's been saving all of her shits for him to show up and wipe her ass like Okay. They talk about Javi's disappearing act and Dre says it seemed like Javi was there just for the show. And um, Brianna claims that she doesn't care that Javi is out of her life. She's like, I can cut people off real easy. I don't care that he's gone. But meanwhile, she's wearing his shirt instead of one of like the many other shirts of her own that she packed for this trip. It's basically like sure Jan, whatever you say. She then pivots the conversation over to um, her baby daddy, Devon. And she's like, guys, Devon is sleeping at my house. I'm like, what the heck are you at my house for? You're just there because you don't have nowhere else to go. And it's like, first of all, girl, you're in the same boat. Remember, you used to live with your damn mama and you're the one with two kids, okay? So don't try and clown him for not having a place of his own. He is literally over there taking care of you guys' child while you're over here risking your life yet again for some more bullshit plastic surgery. Like, you're really not dragging him. This is a self-drag, both of your priorities and the fact that you're upset at a father being there for his child. Like, what is there to complain about here? And speaking of hobby, he heads over to Kale's House to talk about the situation of him getting run out of Miami by um, Brianna's mother. And I could have sworn he and Kale kissed on the mouth when he entered into the house, but 
that's for you guys to decide in the comment section below. So he sits down and he starts talking about how Brianna has been like really disrespectful to their relationship by having another man come over and um, take care of her after her surgery. And it's like, dude, you should be the last person to talk about relationship disrespect when you are banging Brianna, Kale, and this Lauren chick all at the same damn time. And Kale agrees, like she wasn't banging Javi, Chris, that guy with the Greek name, and Becky all at the same damn time. Like my head imploded during the scene. And then Javi also talks about how Roxanne basically said that he was just a fame whore who followed Brianna to Miami against her wishes just to get more screen time. And Kale acted like really shocked about all of this, which was really surprising to me because Kale has uh, alluded to the same thing about Javi at least once before. I'm pretty sure in this scene as well, in this season as well, she was like, you know what? I'm not giving them any airtime because that's what they want. But now all of a sudden, because you're banging him again and he broke up with a chick you claim not to care about, you're on his side and it's appalling that someone would accuse Javi of being a fame whore? Like, really, sis? Really? And then the final icing on the cake was when she was like, I don't know what you were doing all the way over there, taking care of a woman who couldn't give two SHITs about you. And it was, you know, pause, roll up, roll back, roll back, roll back, because for quite a while, Javi was over there bending over backwards for you and you couldn't give an SHIT about him. Like, and he was crying over you um, and your divorce while you were walking around town, praying around town, like nothing ever happened between the two of you guys. And now here you are criticizing him for caring too much about someone who doesn't care about him. Like, are you sure the fact that he's at your house is another act of him, you know, um, sobbing over someone who doesn't care about him. And Javi, like the glutton for punishment he is, like the simpleton he is, thanks this broad for having his back. Like Javi, Kale does not have your back. Kale has nobody's back in this world but Kale's. You know, she is only happy that your relationship is broken and you're back to being like malleable for her. You're D-I-C-K on demand and that's all it is. She does not have your back. She is just happy so long as you're not in a relationship and your heart is broken. That is the sole purpose that you serve for Kale. Like, don't get it twisted, dear. We then get a really brief scene between Barbara and Janelle, and it's really brief, let me tell you why. So, Barbara goes back to the little gas station parking lot to pick up Jace from them, and she's like really riled up about the legal situation that she wants to spring on Janelle. She's like, I wanna let her know I'm gonna see her ass in court, she's not gonna be coming near my son no more. And annoying ass Kristen is like, Barbara, do you and Janelle like, talk does she know that you want to like get into like legal stuff with her like you're you know gonna take away her visitation like dum dum you know these two don't talk so why do you even ask that like for any purpose other than just to be as annoying as you always are so obviously barbara's like no we don't talk bitch and um david strategically probably like um sensing that Barbara was gonna like confront Janelle on television about like the custody situation with Jace. I wouldn't like be surprised if it turns out that trifling ass Kristen was over there leaking the tea to Janelle and David to rile things up for the cameras, except it blew up in her face because David is a strategic person. Not a smart person, but a strategic person. And he purposely showed up to this drop off knowing that MTV would not film it if he were around. So guess what? We missed out on a really awesome potentially awesome scene of Barbara telling Janelle that she's never gonna see Jace again, you know, and she knows that she pulled out a gun on somebody because why? 
probably trifling ass Kristen leaked the tea to Janelle that um, Barbara was going to confront her, um, thinking that it was going to make for even better television, that Janelle would come amped up, ready to fight. Except, no, it blew up on her face because her husband emerged from the swamp, dried himself off, and came over to the drop-off so that your ass couldn't film shit. Guys, I really can't believe I'm talking about Chelsea more than once in a recap. I think this is the first time in a really long time that she had some, like, scenes worth talking about. So, in her world, um, she and Cole were just hanging around the house minding their own business. Cole was taking his little dump, and... Adam's mom randomly appeared at their door, knocking at their door. And when Chelsea saw who it was, she was like, oh crap, I'm not talking to her. Like this crazy lady like allowed her um, drug addicted son to be with my daughter um, against court orders. I'm not confronting this girl. I don't know what's wrong with her. And so she was waiting for Cole to get off the toilet so that he could um, handle it with, with Adam's mom. And um, yeah, apparently when Cole got to the door, Adam's mom just apologized profusely and claimed not to have like seen that in the court order, which I don't buy and Chelsea didn't buy either. Now back to Ohio. Poor Leah is so upset about the results of Allie's birthing test, which came back really low to the point where Allie has now been assigned a machine that she needs to use basically permanently and she also finds out about other people who have Allie's particular strain of muscular dystrophy um eventually suffer from lung failure eventually suffer from lung failure it's really 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 devastating like Leah's story in all of this has to be the most compelling and deep one of all like I feel so much for her um it was sad she just could not help but break down and cry she tried to hide it from Allie and when she went back to the car to drive Allie back home it was just so heartbreaking and endearing that not understanding the gravity of the situation Allie was like do I get to keep my new machine like it's so cool I've never seen a robot up close you're like oh her sweet sweet innocent like you cannot help but love that girl back down in Florida again Brianna and her new booty return back home and um, she talks to Devon in her room about his plans to move into his new apartment she's like so how's that working out for you and Devon's like I've only got like half the money like I've got you know you need first and last month's rent or whatever and I've only got like first month I don't have last month's um, I haven't been working as much either because it's so far and Brianna then thanks him for helping out with not only Nova but her child's Stella as well who she's got with another man and Devon in a really sweet moment was like you know what I was so happy to help out with Stella because the two of them are a package deal they're sisters right and um I missed out on so much with Nova because we were fighting and I just was not there so it was nice to be able to see that in Stella because I missed out with Nova and Brianna takes Nova's little underwear and dabs away her damn tears you guys like it was a really beautiful moment between the two of them to see Devon so self-aware and so ready to make a change in his life like beautiful and to think that Brianna was going to come over there and cause trouble over literally nothing like the two of them need to work together for life at this point there's no point picking him apart and Brianna realized that and at the moment she was like you know what take as long as you need to get back on your feet stay here like until you've got that money because in the long run it's what's best for Nova to have you in her life and now in the very final scene of the episode that I was again over Janelle is filming the special without David and of course it's causing her to have a meltdown because the, the woman cannot like live without a man right so after filming it Kristen asked her Janelle is it 
awkward that you're filming this special without David? Oh my goodness, right? And you know, Kristen, you knew this would make Janelle blow up, you trifling ass heifer. So Janelle's like, you know what? I am uncomfortable that I've got to film this stuff without my husband. This is my husband, you guys. He's here forever. Never mind the fact that the last time I was married, it was all of like, what, 48 hours? This is my husband and he is here forever. And just so you know, it's never happening again because you know why? Major, major like empires are offering me deals. I don't need you guys. Netflix is calling me up. Amazon is calling me up. Girl, where? Where? Show me the receipts. I do not believe either one of those people are calling you up for anything. Orange is the New Black has already released our new season, so like, you're not a part of it, sorry. And then whatever's playing on Amazon, they don't need you. And I'm pretty sure Amazon does not require your services for whatever the hell it is they've got going on over there either. And you know, here you are still negotiating with MTV, like, after the season is over. So if you got all these great deals, why are you still negotiating with MTV? Go, go home, sis. No one needs you. We don't want you on the show anymore. We don't need you and that messy ass, unemployed ass husband of yours. Like, feel free, feel freaking free. I look forward to seeing you on Netflix um, in 2000 and never. Goodbye. You guys, what did you think about the finale episode of Teen Mom 2 season eight? Make sure to leave all of your thoughts and opinions in the comment section down below. And as usual, we'll chat. You can also like this video, subscribe for more. Feel free to share it with your friends as well and follow me across social media where I absolutely love chatting with you. That's all for now. Thank you so much for watching and I'll see you next time.